Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's September 7th, 2022. We have a hidden camera helping send a meth dealer to prison, a high school football coach on administrative leave, and the passing of two women who were sisters and Holocaust survivors. My name's Ike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. purported head of a big methamphetamine ring in Hoover, Alabama, was sentenced by a U.S. District Court to 15 years in prison on gun and drug convictions, reports AL.com's Carol Robinson. Robert Allen Osment, who prosecutors said ran the operation in the Ross Bridge neighborhood, joined several other co-conspirators who had already been sentenced. The interesting part here is where some of the evidence came from. Now, back on March 19, 2020, and don't you wish we didn't know now what we didn't know then, while we were debating whether to shut down life for a couple weeks, law enforcement searched Osmond's place in Ross Bridge. They seized a kilo of crystal meth, five guns, more than 11 grand in cash, and an oscillating fan with a hidden video camera. Authorities got a search warrant for video and audio footage, and what they discovered was multiple hand-to-hand transactions of Osment selling methamphetamine, sometimes a few ounces, sometimes a lot more in armed situations. There would be another fruitful search of the home in July 2020, but here's a reminder that less and less of life is going unrecorded. The football coach at Blunt High School in Mobile is on administrative leave in the wake of a locker room video that's been shared about on social media, reports AL.com's Ben Thomas. The video, according to reports, including WPMI NBC 15, which broke the story, appears to show first-year head coach Josh Harris spanking a student. Mobile County Director of Communications Rena Phillips confirmed Harris was on paid leave while an investigation takes place. He was not on the sideline during Friday's win over Robertsdale. Ruth Scheuer Sigler passed away on Saturday in Birmingham, just 11 days after her sister, Ilsa Scheuer Nathan, reports AL.com's Greg Garrison. Ruth and Ilsa both survived the Nazi concentration camps of World War II and eventually settled in Alabama. Now, the Birmingham News has done interviews with the sisters before, notably after Ruth's 2011 memoir, My Father's Blessing. Now, I'm going to read a passage from Greg's story yesterday that summarizes some of the family's experiences. The Scheuer family rode in a cattle car by train to Auschwitz II, that's Birkenau, the largest concentration and extermination camp operated by Nazi Germany during World War II. Being together like animals, that's always vivid in my memory, Ruth said. 
It was one of five Nazi camps where she was held prisoner. Her father, who raised cattle and was a kosher butcher in their mostly Catholic village in Germany, died at Auschwitz. The last time he saw Ruth and her sister Ilsa in the camp, he held his hands over them and said a traditional Hebrew prayer of blessing for them. The daughters also were separated from their mother and brother there, and they never saw them again. Ruth and Ilsa Scheuer were assigned to camp work details and endured brutality, hunger, and a forced march in February 1945, but survived until the Russian army arrived and their Nazi guards scattered. Ruth and Ilsa each weighed 80 pounds at the end of the war. They made their way to Nebraska to live with relatives who had settled in America and who had a trunk of photographs and other possessions sent ahead by the Scheuer family as they tried to escape Adolf Hitler's plan to kill the Jews of Europe. The Scheuers had legal papers ready to help them leave for America through Holland, but their documents were destroyed when the Germans bombed Rotterdam on May 14, 1940. A few years after the war, Ruth and Ilsa married and settled in Birmingham. Ilsa and her husband, Walter Nathan, opened a clothing store in Homewood called Penny Palmer, which remained in business until 1986. Ruth worked at Penny Palmer for years, then became a familiar face at Gus Mayer at the Summit, where she worked part-time in the shoe department on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Most of her customers didn't know her dramatic story of survival. Now, Ann Mollengarden is the education director for the Alabama Holocaust Education Center. She said, quote, They were always together. When Ilsa died, I think Ruth was ready. Ruth Scheuer Siegler was 95 years old. Ilsa Scheuer Nathan was 98 years old. Thank y'all so much for listening. We'll be back here again tomorrow. Until then, come on by and see us on the internet. We're at AL.com. (laughs) 